You're listening to the One Church GR podcast. Thank you for joining us this week. Our church service meets at 1115 a.m. at 8175 Broadmoor Avenue, Caledonia, Michigan. Now, enjoy the message. Hey, I want to welcome those of you who are here for the first time to One Church. I'm glad that you are here. Here's the cool thing. If you were here last week on our launch weekend... Um, that was our first weekend. So now, from this point moving forward, you came back and you can always say, I was here since the beginning. So that's a pretty cool thing. And uh, last Sunday, our launch Sunday was awesome. Um, we had a great time. And uh, I, I went home Sunday afternoon and I thought to myself, you know what, I'm going to be tired, I'm going to be exhausted. But sure enough, um, I really was excited about the next weekend up until... Monday. <laughs> and then Monday came and uh, I was like, holy cow, the, the next Sunday's coming and we got to get ready. Um, but yeah, it, it was an awesome, awesome time. And uh, here's what I know that all of us came in today at different places in our life. Some of us uh, feel close. Some of us feel far away from God. Uh, some of us have never even Giving God a second thought. So before we move on, I just want to pray and just pray that the Holy Spirit just speaks to us today when it comes to our relationship with God. So Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you for that mercy and grace that you show us. And God, I know that in some of our hearts, we need to hear your voice. We need to feel your presence today. Because we believe that you are here with us, and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, just a little backstory on myself. I grew up going to a small church uh, just outside of Clarksville, Michigan. Who, anybody know where Clarksville is? Yep, awesome town. And let me just give you a little, uh, little background on the church itself. So, small church... Uh, no air conditioning, uh, wooden pews, and every week I would sit there just trying to survive. And look, kids, you don't even know how good you have it with the air conditioning and the cushion chairs. Like, it sometimes was hard just to sit there, listen to the preacher, sing the songs, just trying to survive. But in all of that, I always felt loved, and I always felt supported, unless (laughs) I broke the rules. And a couple times I got in trouble for throwing paper airplanes and running around the sanctuary. And uh, as I sat there as a kid in the wooden pew trying to survive, there was this painting of Jesus on the back wall right above the stage was this painting of Jesus. It, it, he was st- standing in clouds. It was kind of purplish. And I remember it. And I remember sitting there going, who is this guy? Like, wh- is this the guy that keeps singing about and keep talking about? And it was in that church with the wooden pews, the no air conditioning, that I found Jesus and fell in love with Jesus. And at the age of five or six, I gave my life to Jesus and as a side note, in that small little church, my grandpa Moat, 
Um, he was the song leader, and man, <laughs> it was rough. It was rough. But he, you know, he loved Jesus, so that's fine. Um, but yeah, but I have to confess something. And, and, and I know this may come as a shock to most of you, maybe none of you, but I don't have it all figured out. I don't have it all figured out. After being a Christian almost my whole life, I've been in ministry for 25 years, and now a lead pastor of this awesome, amazing church, I don't have it all figured out. I don't always have the most consistent prayer life, the most consistent devotion time. But I know in all of that, God still desires a relationship with me. Because there's this thing called life. And sometimes these these circumstances and situations come up in life where it distracts us from our relationship with God. But this is what it says in Deuteronomy 4.29. And listen to this, but it says, But if from there you seek the Lord your God, you will find him if you seek him with all of your heart and with all of your soul. And can I be honest and uh, confess this too, that there are times that I forget and also times that I am unwilling to seek God with all of my heart and all of my soul. I just have to confess that some days I do not want to look for God because there's probably sin in my life that I don't want revealed to me. There are things that I think God is going to say that I don't want to hear. And it's painful. So here's the thing when it comes to the relationship with God and what he wants for us. If we do not Seek Him with all of our heart and all of our soul. That fire, that passion that we have for God and Jesus will fade. It's like it's like a campfire. And you need to, to, to stoke the fire. You need to keep putting wood in it and keep that fire going. Because if you do not, and you all know this, the fire will go out. And this is what it says in Matthew 5, 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. And if we let that fire go out, let me ask you a question. Are you hungry? Are you hungry? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst. Are you hungry? Faith is built in the hard times, but faith is sustained in the good times. But Jesus said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst. What are you hungry for? Are you hungry for more of God, more of the Holy Spirit in your life, moving, shaping you? Not hungry for a religion, but hungry for a relationship. And you guys know this uh, verse in Psalm, and it was a a popular uh, song in the 80s uh, called As the Deer, but it really comes out of Psalm 42, and this is Psalm 42, 1 through 2. It says this, as the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you. My God, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet God? Again, do you hunger and do you thirst for God? Are you actively seeking him daily? 
And I love that last line, when can I go and meet God? Because what that shows is a passion, a desire for a relationship with God. He de- a desire for not just a relationship, but an intimate relationship with God. And that is what he desires. An intimate relationship to know you, for you to know him. The other day I had a conversation with a guy. I we were we were just you know talking superficially and you know how you doing and all this stuff and I I'm I'm sure he gave me his name. I don't remember it. But what I know is the guy I was talking to was real. I saw him, I talked to him, but I didn't know him. I didn't know him. If I saw him, I might recognize him. But he was there and he was real. But there was no connection. And what God desires is not for you just to know that he is there, but he desires an intimate, deep relationship with him. And growing with God is growing in intimacy with God. To know his love, to know his grace, to know his voice, and to know that he sent his one and only son, Jesus, for you. Regardless if you believe it or not, he sent his son for you. And this is what it says in Romans 5, 6 through 8. You see, at just the time when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. I want you to hear that, that Christ died for the ungodly, not the, just the righteous and the people that go to church every Sunday, that pray every day, but for the ungodly. And it says in verse 7, Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person. Though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. And I want you to hear this in verse 8. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. And hear this this morning. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Christ died for us. So no matter who you are, what your background is, what your past is, Jesus died and rose again for you. And God wants to know us with an intimacy, an intimacy, and that intimacy depends on our openness and our willingness to surrender. You guys know that old hymn, I Surrender All, right? Um, back in the day uh, when I was at Thornbill Valley Church, we, we did a record, a, a record, <laughs> A, an album, if you will, and we, we recorded that song, I Surrender All, an old hymn, and I love the words, all to Jesus I surrender, all to him I freely give, I will ever love and trust him, in his presence daily live. And to me, that's the most convicting part of that song and that, 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 that uh, lyric is daily live daily live because here's the thing sometimes I fail to daily live most days I pray read scripture but most days some days I fail because there are things in my life I am unwilling to surrender to him I try to control him I try to keep him to myself but daily live. And here's what it says in Luke 9, 23. And this is sort of my life verse. 
It kind of keeps me accountable. But this is what it says. Then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross, get this, daily, and follow me. That word daily, that constant coming back every, every day to God, following after God, seeking God. And here's the thing, again, with life, is we let other gods get in the way sometimes. When we're unwilling to seek him and follow him daily, we let other gods creep into our lives. We start putting our faith and our identity in other things. Here's a question for you. Do you have other gods in your life? Do you have other gods in your life? And a second follow-up question, are there things we don't verbally admit to or acknowledge we worship, but our actions say otherwise? Are there things in our lives that we're putting before God that we're letting them control and influence us? Here's the thing. I want to give you some examples, and this may hit a nerve with some of you. It may not. Um, but what about social media? Social media. Some of us are addicted to social media. We, we post things. We, 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 we go back constantly to social media, see what's going on. And when we post things, we go back about every uh, two minutes just to see who liked it, who commented on it. And if nobody did, we see ourselves as less. We feel like nobody loves us. So sometimes social media can be that God in our life that we're putting before the God. What about our job? We put our identity in what we do other than what he has called us to be. Maybe our job is that, that, that God in our life that we become, uh, that we worship, that we put our identity in. And here's Here's the one thing I think we all struggle with, whether we admit it or not, is money. Is money. This is a hard one. I think for all of us, we put our identity in how much money we have or how much money we want people to think we have, especially in the cars we drive. I think, I think we all like nice cars. And here's a funny thing. Um, coming out of the gym the other day, I, I, I walked out and I, I did my workout and I look and there's some teenage uh, boys out there in their big Caledonia pickup trucks, you know, with the lift kits and all that. Um, awesome trucks. And here I am and I get into my little red Toyota Prius. Now, that was a humbling experience, but I did have to do a little bit of a heart check and say, okay, it's really not that important that I'm driving this tiny uh, Prius and they get to drive those awesome trucks. But there is a temptation to make stuff and money the God in our lives. And I think we've all fallen victim to that. And I want you to hear this today. Don't trade God's worth for worthless gods. I'm going to say it again. Don't trade God's worth for worthless gods. In fact, in Exodus, it says this in uh, chapter 20, verse 3, very simply, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall have no other gods before me. And this was so important because, well, this was the first commandment in the Ten Commandments. 
That's how important it was because in those days, this was a huge temptation for the Israelites. And you know what? And I believe it's still a huge temptation for us today. So what other gods do you have in your life? If we're going to have a, a truly deep, intimate relationship with our Heavenly Father, we must put our faith and our identity in Him, not the things of this world. So we have to do a heart check, a daily heart check, where we're like, God, I want to fully surrender. I want to fully give you everything in my life. Don't let those other gods creep in and become more important where I put my identity and my worth, the social media posts, the promotion at work, the desiring of stuff and money. Let those things fade. Let them fade. So here's the question. Are there things in our lives that are distracting us from a deep, intimate relationship with God? Are we doing a daily heart check? Are we listening? Maybe you're here and you're saying, you know what? Brian, I used to be all in when it came to God. I had a relationship with him. I would pray. I would read scripture. But at some point, something happened and I got angry with God. Or I got disconnected. I let that passion fade Maybe today is where you say, you know what, I'm going to come back. Maybe today is a coming back where you come back to Bethel, where you come back to that holy place where you met God. Maybe today is where you come back and say, you know what, I need you in my life. Maybe today you, you, you're here and like I said before, maybe you're like, I never gave God a second thought but I know there's something missing in my life and I desire a deep, intimate relationship with God. There needs to be a surrender and a repentance. So maybe that today is a coming home where you're coming home to God, to Jesus. And maybe you're here today and you're like, man, you know what? Brian, I, I go to church every Sunday. I pray, I feel like I have a good deep, intimate relationship with God, then my challenge to you and to me is let's go deeper. Let's go deeper because I know at times for myself, I have a content faith. And that content faith keeps me in a, in a, in a box, even though the Holy Spirit may be saying, hey, I'm calling you to do this, that content faith just keeps us there in that tiny box. So maybe today God is, is calling us out of a content faith into a courageous faith. And whatever that looks like for you, for me, it was like, hey, let's go plant a church. That's a courageous faith. I'm not saying I'm like that all the time, but I'm saying that day I was listening and the Holy Spirit said, go plant a church. It's a courageous faith to do that, to take us out of a content faith into a faith that says no matter what, everything. I surrender all to you today, God. All of you. I want all of you. I desire an intimate relationship. So wherever you're at today, 
whether you're coming back to God, maybe you're coming home, or you want to give your life to Jesus, or you're saying, God, I desire a deep connection with you. Give me a courageous faith surrendered to you. So God, we ask right now that in, in, in all of this, you reveal yourself to us, no matter the, the situation that we find ourselves in today, God. Whether it's coming back, coming home, or praying for that courageous faith, meet us right where we're at. And God, I pray if, the, if there's people here today that desire a coming home, that they realize that they need you in your life, in their life, God, I, I pray right now in Jesus' name, that the heart would change and be open, that there be a, a place of repentance today as they come home to you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for loving us right where we're at. We desire a deep, deep relationship with you. The one God. And we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the One Church GR podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at One Church GR or find us on the web at onechurch.one. Also, our service time is 1115 a.m. at 8175 Broadmoor Avenue, Caledonia, Michigan. Thanks again for listening.